You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you may want a company who's there when you need them who actually picks up the phone when you call. Well, that's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. And a very happy Mother's Day to all the moms. How appropriate that we're born on the radio and raised by technology. You're tuned into tomorrow on radio, the original social media, though you may be hearing us on our 24-7 stream or one of our bazillion free podcasts or any number of ways. Thank you for tuning into tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, May 7th, 2021. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. Hey, I know you. Are you now you're making fun of my voice again? Yeah. Jeez. If only I could get it back fully. It's been three months. I'm done with this nonsense. I'm just trying to make you feel better. It doesn't. No. What, to mimic me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That makes me feel so much better. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway, uh, we've got Beth and Nosomi and Erasmo and Horatio, others filling the gaps, if you will, as we try to bring you further into tomorrow and answer your questions, solve your digital dilemmas. It's what we do. And we try to do it as often as we can, well, at least once a week, but as best we can to address those concerns that you might have about anything involving consumer tech. And we take your calls and your emails, but we much prefer hearing you. There are so many ways to participate. Chris is going to share them with you while I rest my voice. Ready? Go. You could call the Ask Dave hotline anytime, 24-7, 365 that's 800-899-INTO, which is 800-899-4686. You could hit the red Ask Dave microphone on the right side of any browser at intotomorrow.com. So in other words, your phone, your tablet, your laptop, your desktop, anything with a browser. Yeah. Cool. You could uh, use the Message to Studio button on our free Into Tomorrow apps on both iOS and Android. Oh, so you just have to download the free app. Yeah. It's a very small app, by the way. It doesn't take up a lot of space. So don't worry about, oh, I got so many apps already. No, 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 no. Yeah, when I was looking at the app list on my iPhone storage to clear it up, I think it told me that the uh, Into Tomorrow app only took up 12 megabytes of space. Yeah, which is nothing. So plenty of room on your phone and we don't take it up. Don't worry. You can also text our 800 number at 800-899-4686. We only ask that you give your first name, your city, and how you listen to the show. That's right. So if you want to text the 800 number, you're welcome to do so. Again, we'd still much rather hear you, but first name, city, and how you hear us. But we send more prizes or more better prizes or more quickly out to those we hear from. Proper grammar would be more gooder prizes. Oh, yes. Yeah. To those that we hear yeah. On the show. That's true. Keep that in mind. So is that about the only way to participate? There's so many, but we try to make it as easy as we can. You can send smoke signals. Okay, but we have to know what direction to look. Oh, yeah. So you still need to let us know where you're smoking from. Yeah. 
courier pigeons, snail mail. Snail mail, geez. It's been years. Singing, Send us a postcard. Singing telegram. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> kind of fun. Um, you know, have, have somebody jump out of a cake. <laughs> oh, jeez. Right, now you're pushing it. But we do want to hear you. You hopefully get that idea, that impression to participate on Into Tomorrow and win fabulous prizes. Stay tuned. We'll share some of the current prizes with you momentarily. Meantime, some tech news and commentary before we get back to more of your calls. A couple weeks ago, we talked about a fiery crash in Texas involving a Tesla where two people died, but no one was found in the driver's seat. After examining the incident, Tesla's top executives are now contradicting statements made by local law enforcement in the immediate aftermath. Oh. Tesla's vice president of vehicle engineering said that company reps were able to inspect the crash, along with local law enforcement and federal investigators. He said the company was able to determine that the steering wheel was, quote, deformed, leading them to conclude that there was someone in the driver's seat at the time of the crash. He added that all the seat belts were found unbuckled and said that Tesla's autopilot feature can only be activated when the driver's seat is buckled. Now, of course, Consumer Reports recently said that they were able to prove that Tesla's vehicles can easily be tricked into thinking a person is in the driver's seat. Like by buckling the belt or by putting a weight on the probably, seat? Or? Probably a combination of, the, of those things. Why would you want to do that, though, and, and create a problem for yourself? Because some people are just not as bright as others. We uh, had this discussion before the show started. Yeah. That, you know, it's, with a lot of stuff that we've seen lately, it, it, sometimes it seems like the, the de-evolution of the human race. I know. And what, just as soon as we say nothing surprises me anymore, something else surprises me. Yeah. Unbelievable, folks. Be careful. From the It Must Be Nice department... In a collaboration with AT&T and Apple, Delta Airlines will equip all of its flight attendants with iPhone 12 devices on AT&T's 5G network. Flight attendants will be able to access training information and catering inventories in addition to using augmented reality technology to see where items are stored on planes. Because they can't use their eyes? Apparently not. They have to oh. use now the free iPhone 12s that AT&T and Apple are working with Delta to give to their flight attendants. And they wonder why the rest of us have to pay over $1,000 for an iPhone. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you've got to pay for all the others. Of course. Somebody's paying for it. I guarantee you it ain't Apple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indecisive Netflix viewers have a new way to find something to watch. The streaming platform has created a feature called Play Something. And <laughs> no. Yeah. It really? I mean, yeah. are you that bored where you can't find something that you like, so you just want to say, just give me whatever? Apparently. In a blog post, the company said, you'll be instantly met with a series or film we know you'll love based on what you've watched before. Oh, please. Because we all know Netflix's recommendations are always spot on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and if whatever pops up doesn't suit your fancy, the play something else option will surface. Um, either something new, something you're in the middle of watching, something you've never finished, or something that's on your list to watch. Netflix said you can find Play Something in three ways. Under your profile name, in the 10th row of the Netflix homepage, because, you know, again, it's, they, they probably have the most confusing homepage with so many options that, you know, you've ever seen. I'm, I'm constantly so if you go down to the 10th row. The 10th row. Yeah. And the fact that they have 10 rows tells you there's just way too much stuff there anyway. Mm-hmm. And it takes forever to find the things you want to watch anyway because you're having to go through all the recommendations that aren't really anything like that you'd like anyway. I have a friend that has his, his basic guideline is if it's a Netflix original or a Netflix series, if it has the N logo on it, he won't watch it. Oh. He says they're all crap. I said, well, that's not fair. I've watched a couple of Netflix films. And a, a series. I try never to get into many series anyway, but that they were fine. Nope, nope, won't do it, won't do it. 
I went, well, okay, that's one way to narrow things down. You know, I remember sitting with him one time, we were trying to find something. It's like, are we in the mood for a comedy or action? So we're scrolling around. Nope, keep going. I said, why? We haven't even looked at a trailer. Nope, has an N on it. Forget it. I went, oh, my God. <laughs> to be fair, some of their stuff is good. Yeah, but okay, There's, and some is crap. Well, that, most yeah. of it is crap. Of course. All right, I'll go with that. Most of it, but not all of it. And the, the problem is it's the stuff that's good that they don't continue to release. You know, one of the mm-hmm. the series that I watched with, with Cameron is called Raising Dion. And it, it was a great show, great for kids, families. It's you know about a kid that realizes he has superpowers. And they had one season of it that was about two or three years ago. There still has been no announcement. They said that, yeah, there's going to be a season two. They didn't say when. It's been, what, two years now? And, and every time Cameron's over the house looking at Netflix, have you heard anything about Raising Dion? When's Raising Dion going to come out? Like, no. I, I'm not your official Netflix news, but... Well, why don't you ask them? I'm sure you can communicate easily with Netflix. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 11th row after the 10th oh, row of, be it. of our recommendation. The 11th row must be contact us. Yeah. Probably sure. not. Probably not. Well, at least there you go. If you're that bored... Go with that. So maybe I'll check out the play something and see what it says. Okay. Report back, won't you? You watch way too much TV anyway. Research on developing drones for fitness started back in 2012 with the Jogglebot, developed by Exertion Games Lab in Australia. And more use cases are being explored for blind athletes and even for meditation. The director of Exertion Games Lab said that if you don't have a sibling or a dog to go jogging with, maybe a quadcopter is the next best thing. Oh. Yeah. It's pretty sad. Or perhaps a robo-dog to go jogging with. But a quadcopter to go jogging with. Okay. (laughs) Not sure that you could get away with that everywhere, but it is a little something to look into. Uh Uh-huh. The Federal Communications Commission will require phone companies to act aggressively against robocalls or else. Uh, By September 28th, phone companies must refuse to accept traffic that is not listed in the robocall mitigation database, which verifies that the call is coming from the caller's actual phone number. In a statement, the acting chairwoman of the FCC said protecting consumers from scammers that use robocall and spoofing tools is a top priority. Our message to providers is clear. Certify under penalty of perjury the steps you are taking to stop illegal robocalls or we will block your calls. I'm not quite sure what the last part of that means. Yeah. <laughs> How are they going to do that? And, and first of all, it's it's great politics. Wonderful. Somebody's finally doing something. But yeah, prove it. Well, it Show was, us. You know, well, it was like when the, the Do Not Call registry came out. It was supposed to be the, the next great thing. It was supposed to stop all these unwanted calls. It didn't do anything. Of course not. Uh, but and the, we all took time to make sure and register our numbers. Put it on the list. Do not call. They call anyway. Yeah. This action is happening as robocallers got active again after a lull during the pandemic. Robocalls spiked in February, hitting over 4.6 billion nationwide, a 15.1% increase over January, and continued to climb in March, according to UMail's Robocall Index. Robocalls are on pace to reach 51 billion this year, up significantly from last year. And the the sad part is, I honestly, as many as I get, and, and lately I've been getting three, four, five a day, most of them about my car warranty, and... You can't. You got to figure who actually responds to these. Apparently, enough people respond that they keep doing it. That's nuts. I mean, first of all, if it's somebody, if it's a robocall, period, I hit end and I block it as soon as I can. The problem is, I could ultimately be blocking a legitimate number of somebody who might one day call me. 
but I don't care. I'm, I'm trying anyway. But I cannot imagine anyone being dumb enough to pursue that and say, really? Well, tell me more. Now, I've done it a couple of times when I've actually had a spare couple of minutes just to mess with them. Sure. Oh, oh, thank you so much because, yeah, my warranty recently ran out and I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm having transmission problems. And I've done that just to play along and mess them up. And then I would say, you know, this would be a lot easier on you if you got a real job and stopped screwing with people. And then they were upset several minutes later. You mean I went through all of that? And that's when I go click. Yeah, well, I think, and I think the greatest thing, at least for me, has been the the option on my iPhone to silence unknown callers, which mm-hmm. I, it, as soon as I found that setting, I turned that on. Now, anybody that's not in my contact list will go right to my voicemail, and then a message will pop up on my phone, silenced call from so-and-so. They can still leave a message. I can still hear the message. But the phone at least doesn't ring 1,600 times a day with these robocalls. You get that many? I might be exaggerating a little, a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> but now you have to then put every possible phone number from your doctor's office or a store I you're dealing with. And, and I've gotten a few like that that were legitimate calls, but most of the time they leave a message and I'll call them back. Or if I see on the caller ID, because it'll come across at least with a company name, hmm. oh, that's somebody I need to call back. And, you know, sorry I missed your call. But, Does you know, it even pop up? Or it just – you don't get it, a – it, it doesn't, doesn't ring? It, does, it doesn't ring, but it does pop up and say oh. uh, you've received a silenced call from so-and-so. So you could still answer it if you want? No. No. But I could call them back. If they leave a message. Right. (laughs) So that's Apple helping you, I think it it is? Trying to? They're doing the best they can, I guess. I like how on my phone it just says, scam likely, (laughs) which certainly helps. But now that's a good point to your story. And maybe that's what the FCC can do. If it says scam likely, chances are that it's a scam. Not always. There have been an occasional legit, rare, but legit call that somehow got in the mix. But maybe they should just block those altogether. And then, fine, if it's that important, send me an email or a letter. But interesting. We'll see how that goes. Amazon will roll out what could be its biggest cashierless location so far when it opens a full-size Amazon Fresh location in Seattle's Ballard neighborhood. Permitting documents and visible renovations now taking place at the former Ballard New Seasons Market Store indicate plans to use the just-walk-out technology Amazon employs at its smaller Go sites around the world. Now, I think the just-walk-out technology, isn't that shoplifting? I would think so. Yeah, most (laughs) other stores, that would be shoplifting. But in this Amazon store, apparently you just grab stuff and walk out. And it knows what you got and charges you accordingly. Well, they're, they're apparently set up like the mini bars in a lot of the newer hotels. Mm-hmm. We've had that at all the hotels we've stayed at in Vegas, where if you take something off the little shelf for, for longer than you know five or six seconds, yeah. it automatically will charge it to your room. That's true. Back in the day when we could travel. Yeah. We haven't done that in more than a year. Thank goodness. But, yeah. but that's And how do you know about all those mini bars with the booze? I, I, is that um, why we're getting extra charges? Re- research. Research. Research, yeah, because it's high tech. It's a high tech mini bar. I had to, I had to you know. Did you buy it? I, I did that once, and then when I chucked, when I was checking out, I handed them the bottle. So I just I picked it up to look at it, and I figured you were going to charge me. And sure enough, here it is. Take it off the bill. <laughs> you can see it's not opened. Nice. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> Tommy in Guntown, Mississippi, listens on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome into tomorrow, Tommy. Hey, Dave. I just wanted to first say I really enjoy 
listening to y'all. But my question is for Dave, and you like me, I'm not too sure about these Apple phones, <laughs> but I've got a Note 8, and I've got a chance to get a free upgrade to the um, Galaxy, whatever number it is up there, close to their top one, <laughs> or go with the iPhone. Oof. And I was just wanting your opinion, Dave, on which one I should go. I know what Chris going to say. He's going to say the Apple. But yep. I've had nothing but great luck out of this Note 8, just thinking about trading up before trouble start. Well, I hear you, Tommy. And you know what? You're right. Because I went from the Note 8 to the Note 9, and now I have a Note 20. And I got to say, as much as I dislike Samsung, and I do, the phone is good. It's doing the job. It's what I like. If you are liking the Note series, and I've had Notes since they first came out, the Note 1, if you will, and now the Note 20. Now, they also have the S21, which is also their other newest phone. But if you're happy with the Note 8, but time to upgrade, time to move on, Oh, my gosh. As a fellow Android, don't become an iPhone-y. To give you a few comparisons, though, between your current Note 8 and the newer Note 20, the Note 8 runs on an octa-core Samsung Xenos 9 processor with 6 gig of RAM. The Note 20 runs on a newer version of that processor with twice that much RAM. The Note 20 has a slightly larger screen with roughly the same good resolution. Yeah, now, the Note 20 does offer double the storage that the 8 does, but it also has a pretty absurd cameras that will eat all of that up. The Note 8 has two 12-megapixel cameras. The Note 20, however, has three cameras, a 12-megapixel, a 48-megapixel, and a 108-megapixel, and it's capable of 8K video. Personally, I'd count that as a win for the Note 8. Storage matters more to me than being able to wrap a skyscraper in a picture that I just took. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's very true. And mind you, I don't use the 8K resolution either because it takes up a lot of space, of course. Now, the Note 20 has a higher capacity battery than the Note 8 and uses an on-screen fingerprint reader, unlike the 8, which is on the back. Also, if 5G is important, the Note 20 supports it, while, of course, the Note 8 does not. Yeah, the Note 20 really is the clear winner here between the two, but there really doesn't seem to be anything wrong with the Note 8 that would require an upgrade, except for the fact that Samsung will no longer update it. Intotomorrow.com. Let's all meet there, shall we? take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills just pour them in and hero does the rest so easy to use and saves me so much time i never miss a dose i'm never late for a dose anymore and that is so critical to me What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now.
We welcome you back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. And I'm Chris Graveline. And we hope you visit us at intotomorrow.com anytime and often. It's time for our Utah History Feature. IFA is one of the largest and oldest tech shows in the world. With this week's look back at IFA's historic past. Here's Chris Graveline. IFA history. IFA, IFA history. In 1935, at the 12th Big German Radio Show, or IFA as it's called today, the public for the first time had the chance to compare TV sets. In a dedicated television street, six companies presented no less than 20 different models. Two stations made live broadcasts in UHF from the show floor, but the exhibit hall caught fire, and transmitters as well as the TV sets, many of them still prototypes, were reduced to ashes. Oh, no. That's this week's IFA update brought to you by Messe Berlin. Be sure to visit ifa-berlin.com. Boy, that's that was how long ago? In uh, 1935. Wow. So the, the next year after that was the first time they said tech is back after yeah. the fire. And now <laughs> yeah. tech is back after the pandemic. There you go. And it'll be an in-person and digital show. And we expect to be there in person. And if you are just dying to get out and travel, this particular show, IFA, is open to the public. So we'd love for you to join us in Berlin. IFA-Berlin.com. While you're at it, hit us up at intotomorrow.com. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at Blueberry.com. It's like a blueberry without the E's. So B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. This our 26th year on the air and our 26th year hoping to solve your digital dilemmas. If you've got any questions, comments, concerns about anything involving consumer tech, anytime, 24-7, we would love to hear from you. Of course, the best way is with the free Into Tomorrow app. Be sure to download it from your favorite app store. Just search those two words, Into Tomorrow. And then use the audio option, and you sound like you're sitting right here with us in the studio. Your voice will be far better than mine these days, so do let us hear from you. Or the old-fashioned way still works, toll-free from anywhere in North America, 800-899-INTO, 800-899-4686, anytime, 24-7. Ricci is an intelligent and expressive humanoid robot that can be teleoperated using virtual reality. Joining us now from the company behind Ricci is the chief marketing and sales officer for Pollen Robotics, Elsa Curvella. Elsa, welcome into tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Hi, Dave. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing better. Thank you very much. Am I saying your name correctly, uh, Elsa Curvella? Yes. Okay. And, correct. And where are you joining us from? Uh, I'm located, Pollen Robotics is located in Bordeaux in France, oh. in the southwest of France. Oh, c'est yes. bon. 
Well, bienvenue. <laughs> Glad to have you with us. And I'm assuming uh, for those who are listening on the radio, know that you can come see the interview with Elsa and Ricci. I'm assuming that's Ricci behind you. And, of course, we have the video at intotomorrow.com anytime at your convenience. So, uh, hi, hi, Ricci. Does does Ricci say hi back or anything? Yeah, Ricci can say hi. Ricci, do you want to say hi to Dave? And the auditors. Oh, Ricci is moving its head and waving. Very cool. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, Pollen Robotics, first of all, and then let's f- learn more about Ricci. Sure. So Pollen Robotics is a startup company. We're based in France, and uh, the company was created in 2016. And uh, at the origin of Pollen Robotics are two uh, former researchers who did the PhD in artificial intelligence and uh, robotics. And so these guys uh, decided to create their own company in order to bring Ricci to the world and to create uh, a, n- a new generation of uh, robots. Wow. So why the name Ricci? I'm assuming that means that the robot can reach for things perhaps that I might not be able to reach or, or help me uh, as this humanoid robot. Is that kind of the goal here? Uh, Ricci. So the name is uh, based on the fact that this robot is really good at actually manipulating objects and being able to reach out for things and getting them and then moving them around. So that's the, the origin of the name. Gotcha. And we talk about uh, in the introduction of you that uh, we can control Ricci with uh, virtual reality, uh, VR. How does that work? Well, actually, right now, Ricci is being uh, teleoperated using virtual reality. So uh, my colleague, Gael, who's here in the company, is uh, wearing a VR headset and she's using the controllers. And so she's able with her own body to control Ricci. And she sees exactly what Ricci sees right now. So, oh, okay. So, cool. so she can see you right now. So Richie can see you. So hi, Richie. I'm saying hi back. And I'm assuming that, <laughs> and Richie is saying hello back too. Uh, I'm assuming then that the eyes, one looks bigger than the other, are cameras as well? Exactly. So initially, you've got the two eyes for do, two different cameras. Um, we We actually wanted to have two cameras to just do the exact same look as a person with two eyes and having one bigger and one smaller was initially because we had one with a wide angle and one Uh. with a narrow angle. Right now we're using actually two similar cameras of very high quality, but we kept the look of it because it gives Richie kind of a quirky and cute look to the robot. Yes. And and the two antenna that are on Ricci's head, are they functional? Is this part of the control or is it just to make it look more like a robot? Um, it's actually for emotion display. So oh. we found out that uh, it's quite a cute thing as well to have this on the robot. So um, my colleague who's controlling <laughs> Ricci, she, she actually has two buttons on the controllers and she can uh, give some emotions such as uh, happy or sad. <laughs> That's so cute. Sad. So the antenna. A lot of different emotions, basically. So it's yes. not really functional, but it's yeah. giving a lot of emotions to the people that Richie is interacting with. And again, for those listening on the radio, I'll describe that the antenna are moving side to side yes. and wiggling and, and carrying on, which certainly did display emotion. When she went with both antennas on the side, it, it looked sad. So at exactly. that point, Richie was sad when they were wiggling, obviously happy, kind of like a dog's tail. Uh, very, exactly. very friendly. Yes. That's so the idea. who did you develop Richie for? 
who did we develop Richie for? Well, initially, Richie is a, is a platform. It's a humanoid robot, but it's a prototyping platform. So it's initially targeting researchers and engineers who need to have a kind of universal base for them to develop uh, robotic applications. So Richie, as I was telling you, is really good at manipulating objects. And now you understand that it, he's really good at interacting with people as well. Mm -hmm. So any robotic application that is linked to those two things can be really interesting to develop on Richie. So today we work with a lot of researchers and engineers so that Richie can be uh, used for them to, for instance, be an assistant robot for elderly people or for handicap handicapped persons. But Richie can be really good to be a host and to welcome guests and to hand them something like a flyer or to greet them and show them the way, uh, for instance. Uh, Richie can also be great in the retail business uh, in order to uh, move some packages around and uh, take some items to different places. You've got a lot of different applications that are possible for Richie. So uh, it sounds like you're covering all the bases, not only for consumers, but business, industry, all sorts of options there. So Ricci does move around as well, not just not just stand there and, and look cute and wave. It does a lot of functionality. It does have a lot of functionalities. And uh, we're currently working on the mobility of Ricci. Uh, now it's uh, available uh, as a static uh, solution, but we're working on the mobility aspect of it. So yes, Richie is going to be moving around quite a bit. Uh, terrific. And I understand that people love interacting with Richie. So whether it's a, a business environment or I guess a consumer situation, uh, the reaction has been, I'm sure for the most part, very favorable. Yeah. And I think the best example I can give you is uh, when we went to CES 2020. And that was the first time that we introduced Richie to the world. And so we witnessed like hundreds of interactions between people at the CES and Richie. And it was quite amazing to see how people were being very friendly to him. They wanted to talk to him. They were smiling back to him, which is not a very common thing between people and robots. Some people are kind of weirded out by robots, but yeah. Richie has the exact opposite effect. That's interesting. So rather than looking around for who's operating Ricci, exactly. they're communicating with Ricci. Does Ricci speak? Uh, can yeah. it can it hear and and react to us or answer a question or two or or say hi Dave or something like that? Um, currently, I won't be able to show you that. Okay. But uh, Ricci, yes, he Ricci has all the capabilities to do so. So either it is run autonomously or it can be controlled with VR. So if you use it with VR, for instance, you can uh, have your own voice being spoken out of Ricci's speakers. Uh, okay. Otherwise, you can uh, program Ricci to a specific application and you can give it whichever voice you want. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's a good point. So if it's working perhaps as a greeter at a hotel lobby or at a retail store, you might want it to sound different uh, than if it's uh, helping grandma at home. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so it might be a, a, a different voice, a different delivery altogether. Is Ricci available yet? Yes, it is available. And uh, so it's been available for a whole year. And recently at CS 2021, which, as you know, happened 100% virtually. Yes. Uh, the first time in 26 the... years, we couldn't be there either. So we certainly we know exactly. the virtual scenario, but that's good. So. That's good. And so we were lucky to participate. And uh, that time we released the VR teleoperation application. So uh -huh. Ricci and virtual reality teleoperation are available. 
Terrific. And of course, now the important question is how much in U.S. dollars does Ricci cost? Is it something affordable for consumers or at the moment is it we got to wait for version two maybe when when a consumer can afford it? Well, it depends what your budget is, but I guess uh, you're going to have to wait until version two. Right now, Ricci plus the VR teleoperation application are a total of $25,000. Wow. Okay, I'll take two. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> if you'll take my check. Um, wow. But for what it does or can do, it certainly sounds very, uh, I guess, reasonable because it's it seems to be one of a kind. I mean, we've seen in our travels when we back in the good old days when we could all travel uh, that we've seen many robots or humanoid type things that can mm-hmm. do certain things, but not all from what I've gathered that Ricci can do so far. So uh, I guess that's the goal is you want to get more of them out there and then they can become more affordable uh, for us consumer types. Exactly. So our goal is really to um, get Ricci into our everyday life, into our homes, because we believe that Ricci can be an amazing assistant, especially as I was saying to elderly and to uh, handicapped people. Sure. And so... The goal would be that further into the development, Ricci becomes a more affordable solution and that consumers can get access to Ricci. I mean, for $25,000, I think the first thing I'd say is go get me a beer because <laughs> apparently Ricci can do that, right? Go to the kitchen, yeah. open the fridge, grab a beer, bring it to me. And it's like, okay, you've kind of earned your money almost. <laughs> So where do you see Ricci and perhaps its counterparts headed into tomorrow? What are we looking forward to kind of around the corner with Ricci? Um, so where do we see Ricci in uh, in five or ten years? Is yeah. that what you're asking? Sure. Yep. Sure. Um, so like I was saying, I think Ricci is going to be an amazing assistant robot. And then uh, with the mobility aspect to it, he's going to be able to evolve in uh, many different environments. Um we believe that Richie is really um, a platform that is helping um, developers to create some new robotic applications. And so our goal, just like we have computers or smartphones today, is that Richie can be the next platform for robotic applications. And so we want to have this available for as many people as possible and then people to contribute by developing their own applications as well. Uh, Very true. And I'm sure it's virtually limitless when folks can come up with other ideas. And again, the virtual reality platform helps because then they can have total control. Do you need internet access in order for Ricci to work? Uh, In order for Ricci to work autonomously, you don't need any internet access. Um, If you want to run Ricci remotely using VR, definitely you will need some internet access. Okay, terrific. Well, we invite our audience who has not had an opportunity yet to see this video to come to intotomorrow.com and you'll see our discussion with Elsa and Ricci over her shoulder. And uh, I'll say goodbye to Ricci and and hope Ricci says goodbye back. Goodbye, Ricci. (laughs) Very cool. And I love it. Very neat. And apparently happy because the antennae are moving. Uh, Elsa, thank you for spending a few minutes with us. Uh, We're delighted to be able to talk about uh, Pollen Robotics and Ricci. And let's stay in touch because as you do more, we want to be able to share that with our audience. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dave. My pleasure. Again, you want to visit pollen-robotics.com for more info. We'll get you there, too, when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. Meantime, we're bringing you further into tomorrow, and there's more to come. Stay tuned. I'm Dave Graveline, here on the Advanced Media Network. Texting and 
policy when recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text STAY to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text STAY to 321321. That's S-T-A-Y to 321321. As Into Tomorrow continues with another little tech tidbit for you, gaming-related accidents increased by 26.5% during the first five months of Pokemon Go being released. This included two deaths and $25.5 million in damages. And I thought Pokemon Go came up and went, but it's still popular. Instead, you Pokemon Go right to the hospital. Apparently, some (laughs) do. And maybe I shouldn't admit it, but I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by Dexcom. Always know where your glucose is headed and how fast. Visit Dexcom.com. That's D-E-X-C-O-M.com. Don in Middletown, Delaware, listens on Delaware's News Radio, W-D-E-L. Hey, Don. I was looking into purchasing a laptop, and I wanted to get as much memory as possible. Looking at the one terabyte HHD, which I... Um, believe it's a mechanical hard drive and then out comes these devices laptops with say 256 ssd and i asked the clerk what the difference was and she said the ssd is a solid state device and the hd is a mechanical hard drive okay my question is how does the uh, the uh, mechanical hard drives equate to a memory quantity as the SSD cards? Well, Don, good question. The storage capacity is what the number says on both SSDs and HDDs. In this case, the one terabyte hard disk drive will be able to store roughly four times the data that the 256 gig solid state drive can hold. You'll find that traditional hard disk drives are cheaper, much cheaper in many cases than solid state drives of similar capacity. And there's a good reason for that. Yeah, SSDs are much, much faster, particularly their read speed is much faster. Uh, The difference is enough to be easily noticeable by regular users. If you swap out an HDD for an SSD, it often feels like you upgraded the RAM. The computer just feels much faster. Uh, If what you're looking for is just the most storage you can get for your money, the HDD is the way to go. But since you're purchasing a new laptop, you may want to have a good look at computers equipped with SSD, too, just because of how much better the performance is. If you don't want to spend the money on a one-terabyte SSD, you can still use an external drive to expand your storage, and the benefits and how quickly the laptop boots up and generally operates will be very noticeable. Yeah, we've known with all of the machines in our studios and so forth and personal machines, etc., once you go SSD, you never go back. And to your point about external drives, that really helps. And you can use an external hard disk drive, probably an older one that you have, just for storage. 
But SSD in a new machine, the way to go. Yeah, and many machines have two hard drives in them anyway. My desktop here, I have an SSD for my boot drive and the drive that I have all my programs on because that's what I want all the speed. Yeah. The data drive, I just have a standard, less expensive hard disk drive because I don't need that fast performance on that. As well, well, there you go. I hope that helps you out, Don. Let us know what you end up going with. Meantime, we hope you all meet us at intotomorrow.com. take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. Just in case you would like to win stuff, you need to call in. You know, call in, win stuff. Great mantra. How does one best call in and participate on the program? Well, probably the best way and the best sounding way is to use the message to studio option on our free Into Tomorrow app. Yes. If you don't have the app or you don't want to use the app for whatever reason, you can still call us. Some phones actually still make phone calls. No. Yeah. 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. Or you can go to our website, intotomorrow.com, and click the Ask Dave uh, button there with the microphone and send us a question that way. With any browser. It'll work. Your phone, your computer, what have you, a tablet, and participate that way. Either way, when you do, if you'd like any of the following prizes, no promises, no guarantees, there's the legal stuff out of the way. But do tell us. Mention a couple of items. We'll do our best to get one of those to you. For example, this current run from TurboTax, since this is the last week to file your taxes online, we've still got a couple of online codes good for any of their products to help you file your income tax fast and easily. And how about a bold case for your iPhone with various designs from Casely? Got a bunch of them. We've got some Smart Plus Wi-Fi light bulbs from Sylvania. Tivic Health sent us the clear-up microcurrent device to relieve congestion from colds, flu, and allergies. From Backtrack, we've got some C6 keychain breathalyzers, so you can easily estimate your alcohol level. Which you certainly want to do before driving. And from Oaxis, my first instant camera for kids. It's a great, very cool camera to start the kids off in photography. Yeah, a cool little digital camera with a display, and it will print out black and white photos. Saves them in color, but we'll print yeah. them out in a little black and white paper. That's all pretty cool. And all you need to do is join us anytime at your convenience. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. 800-899-INTO. Or try the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. 
to participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7. Use our free Into Tomorrow app for your iPhone, Android, and netbooks. Available in your app store or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow. Tomorrow.